0: Had built rear, Jeroboam had built one altar in um, Bethel and another altar in dan jeroboam built that and he was uh, he led israel into into sin the first jeroboam and then his son his son Jeroboam the uh, second led um israel the nations, much further into um Into idolatry. Then King Ahab uh, married to Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal of the Zidonians, right? And she became queen of the um, nation of Israel. And then after that, um, her daughter, she had a daughter that married into Judah. So there was a strange nation that came into the house of God, the things of God, the nation of God. Same thing in our lives. All it takes is one step. The devil just needs, give no place to the devil. Just give him a little inch. And there's no such thing as an innocent uh, entrance given to the devil. You know, the devil will not, the devil will not, um, do anything, you know. There, there's no such thing. You give him a little space, and then he will take over. That's all you have to do. You don't read your Bible. You don't pray. You don't seek God. You will see what the devil will do. He'll crowd your heart and make you. You can't even feel God. You, um, you don't even have that desire to tell God you love Him, and you become so crowded with things that doesn't really matter. So crowded with the world that you forget God. You don't even remember God. Your day just go like that and you're worn out, you're mad, you're frustrated because there's no there's no joy without Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, if, you, if you're seeking for comfort and for joy, uh, in the world there's no such thing. So Jezebel what a, what a woman she was. Very intelligent, but very evil. She was a very, very evil woman. And so evil was this woman that you find her mentioned even into the, um, the uh, New Testament in the church of Thyatira. There are several uh, people like Balaam and Balak. And so he's mentioned into the um, seven churches in Asia. So we need to follow the Bible very closely because God is such an awesome God. And um, this woman Jezebel, she sets about to destroy the prophets of the Lord. So we know the story: Obadiah hid a hundred prophets into caves. And we have it in, uh, was it Hebrews, where they wandered in den, dens and caves, and so. Uh, and uh, he fed them with bread and water. But look at Jezebel's prophets. There was what 450 prophets of Baal, and there was another group 400 of the um, uh, prophets of the grove. Uh, uh, so there was 850 prophets that I think Elijah destroyed all of them. Um, when the fire came down, but that's a beautiful topic where, um, Elijah challenges them and he said, I'm trying to, where do I start? I said that, um, he told them, you know, the story, I don't want to go over all of that, uh, where Elijah, uh, told Ahab to gather all of the, um, the prophets and the people up on Mount, uh, Carmel. Yes, verse uh, 17. Uh, don't don't move from there. But what's the verse said. Uh, let's read that. Uh, yeah, he called them together. Together, all of the prophets. What verse? Verse 20 of chapter 18. Verse 20. Uh, Elijah. Yes. So Ahab sent unto all the people. Uh, of Israel, and gather the people together unto Mount Carmel. That was a great multitude. Right? And Elijah came unto all the people and said, it's a question, how long? All she between two opinions. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if uh, Baal then follow him so there was two you have uh, the lord god of Israel and then you have baal if baal be then then uh, follow him verse 21 and Elijah came unto the, all the people is that it and said how long multi between two opinions if the lord be God follow him but if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. Why, why couldn't they answer? Because they were not sure. They, they were confused. They didn't know who. You know, you can get to the place where you don't even know what's wrong and what's right, what to believe. Because the devil will confuse you. He's a bad devil. He'll mix you up. And you will get to the a place where you're altering. You know, you're not sure if God is God and you don't know what's going on, but the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately uh, wicked. Verse 22, and Elijah said unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 Man, that means he's saying the group is saying that everything is against me. You have more people. And so he uh, told them to go ahead and build the altars and sacrifice first. Because they had so much. He had no help or hardly any help. Verse um, 23. Let them therefore give us two bullocks. And let them choose one bullock for themselves. First choice. You know Elijah gave first choice. And cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood or on wood and put no fire under it. Same term. But you go ahead because you have more. And he was giving them more space. Okay, verse... And all, and call, notice, and call ye on the name of your gods. God, Notice, your gods. Go ahead and call on them. And I will call on the name of the Lord, one. There's only one God. One true living God. And this is it. Read it out loud and shout it out loud. Come alive. And the God, notice, come alive. Come Alive, I know you've been going all day, but come alive. And the God help me, and the God that answer it by fire, let him be God. Let who? Who is God? Remember now that they were halting between two opinions, and when Elijah asked them a question, they couldn't answer. So now Elijah said. Here's the proof. Here's the proof. You go ahead and do your altar, your bullocks. Go ahead and call on your gods. Any, any gods you want to call on. They had many gods. And then afterwards, I'll call on my God and the God. Huh. The now, note, God. notice this is something that you ought to shout about tonight. Are you going through stress and problem? Who are you calling to? You're looking you're looking to your own ability, your mind, how smart you are. You already got discovered. You can solve it. Everything is fine. And that's why you're stressed, you're worn out. That's why you're confused. You don't know what you're doing. There's not a lot of joy in life. We we always have to be seeking things to get joy. I, I'm talking to you all. It's joy is from the outside, but joy is not from the outside. If you're looking at things, on the, to receive a joy and happiness, you're gonna fail. Joy is inside. Everything you need, God places inside, but we've got to go and let the Holy Ghost stir up those things inside of us. See and uh, we're looking outside and we're looking at this nice house and this nice a house doesn't bring you joy that's just dust, concrete you have it in uh, uh next uh, i met people that used to be in this church uh years ago 50 years ago they don't even remember that this building they're gone and you can't go by that what the world has to offer. What what I'm talking about tonight. Is a living God. Praise God. I'm talking about a God. That answers. By fire. He answers you. But not only but by fire. And everybody knows. If there is a fire. You can tell. Or you can tell. It, a fire destroys. And God will destroy everything in our lives. That is not of God. So the challenge. How would would Elijah get them back to God? He's trying to get them back to God. They had forgotten God and they were gone astray. So now. He's turning the hearts of the children. Back to their fathers. Isn't that what the ministry of Elijah will do? To turn the hearts of the fathers. Back. To the children. And the hearts of the children. Back to the fathers. But. If God be God, let's serve Him. And the God, the proof is, the turning point is the God that answers by fire. Let Him be God. Now, whatsoever things or times were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scripture, might have hope. So all that we need is in the Bible. God has uh, left it, put it there in the word of God that we might be guided by him. And when you look to the Bible, get back to the word of God, you will have a guideline. When, When you search the word of God and give yourself the word of God and seek for him with all your heart, you will find him. Or how, how, how will you know? Because that fire is going to be in your soul. It's not going to be on the outside. Somebody say, "That's a revival," and you're looking on movements outside, but the revival begins inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. The fire begins inside of you. Who was it? Jeremiah? Yeah. Help me. What, what's the scripture? Ranger, uh, hold your finger and go there. Find that for me. Jeremiah. Was going through a lot of suffering and affliction and persecution, and he got to where he said, "I'm not preaching anymore. I'm not going to tell anybody anymore. I I'm just going to quit. Just put that up for me quickly, and then we come back here. Jeremiah 20 and verse nine. What does verse nine say? Jeremiah 20. Then I said, verse eight. Read verse eight. For since I speak, I cried. Notice. I cried out. I cried violence and, and sport, Because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me. And a derision. They, they, the man who preached the word of God was a he, he was a fool. The prophets was a fool. Persecuted. Suffering. Why was he suffering for the word of God? The people had turned and Jeremiah couldn't get them back so they went into captivity you know the story but verse 9 is it then i said notice notice the persecution and the, how many preachers got to that place you think it's easy to be a preacher it's not it's not easy to be a preacher and i uh, said i want to be a preacher because i want to be glamorous really how many times do you spend on your knees how many persecution do you get then i said I will not make mention of him anymore. I'll just keep quiet. I'll stop preaching. I won't testify anymore. I won't sing and clap my hands anymore. i get into a discouraging mo- mode. Nor uh, speak anymore in his name. But who's greater? Greater is he that is in you. How I many you know that God's in charge? How many know that, oh, my son, my daughters, my, how many know that you commit them to God, God is going to win. God is always a winner. And he said, I'm not going to speak, preach anymore. I'm not going to testify anymore. Have you ever gotten to that place where Jeremiah had? He said, but here's what happened. You mean that when you get discouraged and quiet dog cast on all my soul and you mean God just leave you alone? God has a promise. I'll never leave you. Nor forsake you. And he said, I'll never preach anymore. I'm not going to talk about the word of God anymore. He said, But his word. Somebody shout that. Is what? But his word. Where? Where was the word of God? Was in my heart as what? As a bur- on a line that as a burning fire shut up in my bones. Are you are you wanna we're gonna head to where One of the signs of Elijah. Because one of the signs of Elijah is fire. But where is this fire coming from? Not on the outside. Not on the But it's a burning fire. It's a fire that's consuming, burning in your bones. I mean, when something gets in your bones, that's it. It consumes you. It takes you over. It's a burning fire. Shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing. I was what? I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. I couldn't stay home. I couldn't give up the word of God. Uh, uh, You know I I tried it. Uh, uh, How many? Well I'm not going to church. I'm just discouraged. I'm not going to read my Bible and you get weary. You think you're going to find rest. Because you stay home and, and sleep and get in bed and call in bed, but your conscience, there's something inside of your bones that you cannot get rid of. So he said, then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name, but his word. Ah, that's it. You see the what? You see the secret? We talk about revival and we're looking for revival from some man, and they're gonna nobody's gonna do anything. And if they did, it's wrong. I said, it's wrong. Where is the great preacher? Where is the great prophet? I'm trying to tell you, we've got to get back to the word of God. Elijah brought them back to the word of God. Jeremiah, the prophets, brought them back to the word of God. And I said, I wasn't going to preach anymore. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire. You know, you can have a a fire die down and it's dead. But this one was alive. This one was burning. Fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing. And I couldn't stay. I couldn't stay home. I couldn't stop preaching. I couldn't stop singing. I couldn't stop going on with God. I couldn't stop searching the word of God. Why? That's what the word of God will do for you. You let the word of God take you over, possess you, and you will see. So back there in, that's it, 10, verse 10, what does verse 10 say? For I heard, then it goes on, you listen to the defaming of many. They were talking about him. It's natural to talk about pastor. Pastor must get used to that. Huh? Where, where are, oh, I like that one better than the pastor. You don't even know what you're talking about. Go sit down. Because it's the man of God who is feeding you. See? For I heard the defaming of many. Fear on every side. They're threatening him. Reports, says they, and we will go and tell the king. We'll report it. All my familiars watch for my halting, saying, Pre adventure he will be enticed, and we shall prevail against him, and we shall. Take our revenge on him. You know, they're watching for the falling of a a pastor a church. Oh, I told you so. Didn't I, pastor? Let's watch and see. You hypocrite. You shouldn't do that. That's bad. When you watch for the fall of your pastor, you ought to strengthen his hands. And lift him up. Are you listening now? Uh, Who's on the Lord's side? Whose side are you on? So I just put that in right there. But back in uh, Kings, we uh, 24, chapter 18, verse 24 says, And he called, and called on the name of your God. I'm trying to go forward. And I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. That's clear, isn't it? The one that answers by fire. And all the people answered and said, "It is well." Now it is well spoken. The God, remember, the God that answers by fire. What what did uh, what uh, what happened to Abel's sacrifice? Let's go back that far. God answers by fire. What happened in the tabernacle when Solomon prayed? What happened? God answers by fire. The fire of God came down. You can read it all through the scriptures. Abraham's sacrifice. When the, the God of heaven answered by fire. Uh, Jehovah God. And what happened. When uh, John. Uh, was it John the Baptist. Says that God would. Send his son. That was coming after. Who was mightier. He will baptize you. With. The Holy Ghost and fire. And what happened on the day of Pente- Pentecost. They were all baptized. And there appeared unto them. Cloven tongue as a fire. Do you understand how God works? Out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaketh. So now God was going to come through your tongue. Down in your heart with fire. And that fire got down in their heart. In their bones. And once that fire get in your bones. You cannot stop. You cannot backslide. You cannot give up. Because it's a burning fire. but how wise God is. And uh, Elijah said. The God who answered by fire. That's the God. Let him be God. And they said it's well spoken. Verse 25. Verse eh? 25. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal. Choose you one bullock for yourselves. And dress it first. For ye are many. And call on the name of your God. But don't put any fire under it. Now. They did this. And they called and called past noon. And nothing happened. Let me hurry now. Then Elijah mocked them. And said, maybe the God that you're serving, the Gods, they are sleeping. Then Elijah dressed the bullock and then he told him to put water 12, uh, uh, was it 12 barrels of water? And then Elijah prayed. And what, what, look how, how simple a prayer he prayed in verse 36. Is it? And it came to pass at the time of the evening, notice, if you know the Bible, the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I am. I've done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me. That these people may know. See the turning? See the turning their hearts now back to the fathers? That they may know that thou art the Lord God. And that thou hast turned. Are you listening? Words are powerful. And that thou hast turn their hearts back. Again. That's the turning of your heart. That's the turning of your heart. It's not going to come out of a comic book. Or some magazine. Somebody Here it is in the word of God. How it's going to be done. The turning of the hearts back to God. Back to the fathers. They never turn to the fathers unless they first turn to God. And the fire. The what? Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. It doesn't matter what it is. When that fire, that outpouring is going to consume the stones, the dust, everything that's in your life, the stony areas, the uh, dust. Everything. The fire is going to lick it up. What's going on in your life? The fire is licking up. God's consuming those areas in our lives. Oh I'll get away. I'll do that. I'm going to do my. Really? Oh you don't know. God giving Jonah some time. Because God's got a whale out there. Oh Jonah can run. But God has a whale. You don't see the whale. I don't see the whale. And when all the people saw it. You know, they didn't have any faith. That wasn't faith. They had to see first. And when all the people saw it, what did they do? They fell on their faces. They fell on their faces and they said, notice. The Lord, he is the God. He is the God. The Lord, he is the God. They didn't know very much about God. And Elijah said unto them, take now the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them and Elijah brought them down to the brook, Kishon, and slew them there. Now, the fire came down. The God who answers by fire. I want to get that in your mind. Because God's going to repeat it. And we talk about the ministry of Elijah. Elijah returning. But you've got to understand about Elijah. That he had a hurt the ministry. First the natural. And then there's a spiritual ministry. Because he's coming back again. He's coming back again. I taught Sunday night. Before the great. We'll get there. The great and notable day of the Lord. Get into all of that. Now in. In. Um, uh, so Elijah, we went for, go forward now to chapter uh, one of Second Kings, where uh, Elijah is coming down to the close of his earthly ministry. Just a few more things, a few more days, and he'll be gone. Now, in uh, chapter uh, one, the the king, eh, eh, what was his name? Ahazai. Fell down through his um, lattice and hurt himself. You can read that. So he sent to the sent his servant to inquire of the God of Ekron if he would get better. So while he was going, Elijah the Tishbite, the angel of the Lord appeared and uh, to him, and then he went out. To the servant of the king. And said is there not because there is another God in Israel. While you are going to seek the uh, counsel or healing or deliverance from the uh, God of Ekron. beelzebub The God of Ekron. Beautiful story that you need to know. And uh, he turned him back and they went back to the king. And the king said how come you are so. Uh, uh, quick in returning, he said we met a man from suddenly out of nowhere. we met a man. who is he? Describe him, and he wasn't dressed up in any fancy mother. He was not a part of the the king's group. he dressed in uh what what was it camel's hair or leathern girdle out there. He didn't look too good. And. Uh, he said. That is Elijah. You're not going by. How much you've got. Okay. It's a fire that you have inside. That's what's count. It's the power of God. And these last days. The last days of ministry. It's not going to be like. You think it is. Huh? It's going to be. Like. Some of them that wandered in caves and death. And they had no rest. But do you know what? They would never give up God. They serve God, they serve the Lord. Now, where am I? Elijah says in chapter 1, right? Verse 9. And then he said. Right then he said. It is Elijah the Tishbite. So now. Then he sent. uh, Get down to where. He formed an army. Why would he form an army? He formed an army. of Fifteen the captains and sent. To command Elijah. to To come down. So when they went. The captain. Cried out. "O man of God. Thus said the king. Come down quickly. See that's order, that control, that no respect for men of God. I mean God's going to change that. But I got away with it. Really, really. God's going to change you. One day we won't get away with it. And so. Elijah now follow. Follow this beautiful. Elijah answered and said unto them. If I be a man of God. Let fire come down. From. Heaven. Notice from heaven and consume thee and thy 50 and the fire of God came down from heaven and consume him and his 50 okay the king didn't learn and he sent again a captain of the the second 50 where was it Verse 11 now. Also he, he sent. Unto him another captain. Of 50. With his 50. And he answered and said unto him. O man of God. Thus at the king said. Come down. Quickly. And Elijah answered and said. Unto them. You know What I'm trying to show you. It's not a natural ministry that's going to bring Elijah back. No matter how they pray. It's, going to be, it's not going to be government. It's not even going to be the church. Not even going to be church. That's going to be a supernatural, divine move of God in the will and the purpose of God. That has nothing to do with you and I. Are you listening? Oh, let's pray the return of Elijah. Go ahead and pray. But that's not going to bring Elijah. I, I, let me let me continue here. It says, verse, is it 12? And Elijah answered and said unto them. If I be a man of God. Let fire come down from heaven. And consume thee. And thy fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven. And consume him. And his fifty. Now would it make a difference if it was five thousand. Or ten thousand. Would it? Come on would it? Or Fifty. You see, with God, there's no, there, there's no, um, there's no number that can resist His will, and the fire consumed them. This king doesn't learn, and he sent again a captain of the third fifty and his fifty, and the third captain of fifty went up. And Cain, no, no, notice here, notice the, the hearts. It's going to take supernatural manifestation of God before the world will turn. I say the world, I could say Israel and the church. Before your heart will turn. It's going to be a supernatural manifestation of the Spirit of God. Do you, you understand? You just go to God and, say, oh God, give me this, give me that. It's not going to happen. But it is an order to God. Look at what happened. He came. And fell. On his knees. Before Elijah. Wouldn't you say that's humility? Humbling? No back talk. Disrespect. That's ignorance. That's Ignorance. Men that give you the word of God and you just that's ignorance. That sure you don't understand anything. And God's gonna put you in the kingdom, give you a position. Then God would have, you do the same thing with the angel in the kingdom, because that's ignorance, and came and fell on his knees before Elijah, and besought him, notice, besought him and said unto him, Oh man of God. What 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 did he say? Oh, man of God, I pray thee. The the, the the first one didn't do that. They just demand him to come down. Military. Let's give it, the way the, the way the world does it. Let's just do it. So, hey, are you going to pray for me or not? <laughs> huh? No, that's not the way. What about the respect? But look at this man here. God is showing us the heart's going to turn because the church is going to humble themselves. The people is going to humble themselves and respect the order, the ministry. Amen. Amen. Well, I just do what I want to do in church. Anything I want to do in church. I don't care about the pastor. Oh, well, really? You don't understand that piled up judgment. Nobody gets away with anything. Nobody. He's going to judge you. He's going to judge me. So that's why repentance. Turning the hearts. Of the children. And the father. That's repentance. That's humbling ourselves. And this man came. And he humbled himself. Oh man of God. I pray thee. Let my life. And the life of. These 50, thy servant be precious in thy sight. Do you feel like when you get down on your knees at night tonight you just pray that way? Not just me, my high, everything. What about others? The saints. Behold, there came fire down. See what they recognize that? Fire down from heaven. And burn up the two captains of the former fifties. With their fifties. Therefore let my life. Now be precious. In thy sight. And verse 15. Follow me. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah. Go down. With him. Be not afraid. Of him. And he arose. And went down. With him. Unto the king. When he humble himself. And a ministry. That begin to humble. And a people and a nation begin to humble. themselves under the mighty hand of God. What is he going to do? He's going to send help. He's going to command the angels. Of the Lord. To go down. Angels. To go down. And give instructions. Tell. Elijah. That it's safe. To go down. With this 50. With this captain, Because. He will do you no harm. He will not hurt you. But remember now. Oh, there's a powerful scripture in Revelations chapter 11. Revelations chapter, if you turn your Bibles there and put that up on the board, Revelations chapter 11. Let me see where I want to start. Let me start at verse 1. Okay, Revelations 11. Can you help me? And there was given him, given me, a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the courts which is without the temple leave out and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city shall they tread on their foot. Forty and two months. All right, But notice. And I will give power. I'm not saying Elijah is one of the two witnesses. Or is not. It's not the lesson tonight. Or Moses or whoever. But goes on and said, I will give power unto my two witnesses. And they shall prophesy a thousand. Two hundred and three score days. Clothes. In sackcloth. These are the two witnesses, are the two olive trees, and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Now, are you following me? And, if any man will hurt them, what happened? Fire, everybody say fire. The God who answers by fire. Okay, let him be God. Elijah said that. And now it says. If any man will hurt them. Fire. Proceeded. Out of their mouth. And devoured their enemies. And if any man. Will hurt them. He must. In this manner. Be hurt or be killed. Now what happened to the first. Are the two fifties and the captains? Man of God, come on down. Why? They would have hurt him. Isaiah would have put Elijah to death. Jezebel wanted to do it. Is uh was his mother, a grandma, or but wanted to put Elijah to death. They would have killed him. But what happened? If anyone will hurt them, fire. Proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies. The God who answers by fire, let him be God. And then the word of God said, Was it in Jeremiah? That my make my word like fire in your mouth. There's a scripture like this. Fire of God is in your mouth. And God said, I'll make them stubble. And the word in your mouth is fire. And the great sign of the end is fire coming out of the mouth. And that's why he baptized them with the Holy Ghost and fire. The God who answers by fire. The God of Elijah. We used to sing a song, we're waiting for the return of Elijah. That's the return of fire to the church. Just before the great and notable day of the Lord. So the first uh, 250's. They came up against Elijah and they would have hurt him. But if any man will hurt them. The two witnesses. Any man. Fire proceeded out of their mouth. And devoured their enemies. verse verse if any man will hurt them notice fire if any man will hurt them he must in this manner be killed like the 250 but the last one wouldn't hurt he prayed he begged for his life he begged for the life of the saints And that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a ministry that's going to turn God's people back. And they will not come rich and proud. But they'll come as beggars. Because that's what we are. Humbling ourselves. We're poor. And we need God. And when God sends his two witnesses. No one can hurt them until their ministry is over. Verse... Verse Verse six. Am I down that far? Eleven six. These are power, notice. To shut heaven. That it rain not. Does it sound like Elijah? It rain not in the days of their prophecy. How long are they going to prophesy for? Three and a half years. Right? And have power over waters to turn them into blood. Does that sound like Moses' ministry in Egypt? And to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. Does that sound like Malachi chapter 3 and Malachi chapter 4? Does it sound like those scriptures? And. When they had finished their testimony. Notice it's when they finished. Just like when we're getting into chapter 2 of Second Kings. It's when Elijah had finished. Nobody could touch him. And when he was finished. He went away in a flaming fiery chariot. He moved from one dimension into another dimension. And he's still in that dimension. And he's coming back. Ministering in that dimension. I prove it because Peter, James and John saw him at the Mount of Transfiguration in another form. Hallelujah. God knows what he's doing. You're talking about an awesome God. And I, I'm not dispute, I'm arguing whether Elijah died or not. That's up to you what you want to believe. But I know he went away in a fiery chariot. And whether the fiery chariot was his funeral, coffin or whatever, it's up to you. I didn't find that in the Bible. But you can say that if you want to. Sometimes we got stuff in our minds that we're so bogged down with the past. I've been through all those teachings. I know that. But what are you going to do with Moses and Elijah standing with the Lord on the Mount of Transfiguration? Were they there or were they not there? Help me to get back here. And when they had finished their testimonies. The beasts that ascended out of the bottomless pit. Shall make war against them. And shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the streets of the great city. Which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. Where also our Lord was crucified. Where is that? That's Jerusalem. Sodom and. Uh, Egypt. And they. Of the people and kindred and tongue. And nation. Shall see their dead bodies. Three days. And a half. Not This is not now. Like three and a half years. This is days. And shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in grave. And they that dwell upon the earth will rejoice. That will be a special vacation day, celebrating, you know. Shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. But notice, after three days and a half, somebody shout, the spirit of life from God entered, resurrection spirit, entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them, which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up, hither, And they ascended up, to heaven. In a cloud. And their enemies. Beheld them. Now they went up in a cloud. How, how was that? Have you ever read where the, the chariots of God. The clouds are his chariots. Have you ever read that? It's in the Psalms. Who maketh his angels spirits. And his ministers a flame of fire. Have you ever read that? Huh? And the clouds are. His chariots. The dust of his feet. Have you ever read all of that stuff? You're talking about a supernatural God, not a little here here was Elijah ministering on this side. But now he's gonna go over. And now from then on is the supernatural. Yes, we had miracles, but now supernatural manifestation. He's gotta come and has a great ministry to turn the hearts of the children. Like he did on Mount Carmel. And then he saw the rising of the ministry, the hand out of the sea. That's the sea of humanity. Okay? And the same hour was there a great earthquake. And the tenth part of the city fell, and in the earthquake were slain of men 7,000, and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory. What? What happened when the fire came down and all of that? They're gonna, the Lord is the God. And gave glory. To the God of heaven. And this all happened in the first woe, because there are three woes. You have the woe number one, woe number two, number. But here the next verse says, The second woe is past. Is it? Yeah. And behold, the third woe. So two woes are now passed. And the third woe cometh quickly. Now, because you see there are seven seals, follow them. Seven trumpets, vial, I mean, I mean, seven vials and three woes. Now, what are the woes for? It's like the woes are extension of time. Like, have you ever, have a, uh, you're supposed to pay a bill at a certain time, but you didn't pay, you couldn't pay, and you asked them for some time and they gave you an, a week or two more. That's extension. So, the woes is to extend and magnify if God wants to carry the the seal or the trumpet judgment or the vile longer. He's got time. See, God's wise. So you can't owe God and said, well, seven years or six years or so. He's got time. He can use a woe and extend it. Just like pandemic. I'm not saying God sent it or not like that. But God can allow if he wants to stop it or extend it. God has that power over water, earthquakes. Sickness. He can raise you up like that or he can leave you in your bed. He can deliver you or he can allow you to suffer some more. When Israel wouldn't turn, first it was 70 years. But when they violate the word of God, look at the extension they got. Read the prophecies. So, if I be a man of God, he said. Let fire come down and burn up, burn you up on your fifties. And somebody say, Oh, well, God's not merciful. It's the mercies of God why a lot of things happen. Even judgment. So the God that answers by fire. When you get down on your your face before God and get down beside your bed, Somewhere between now and the weekend. And you cry out and pour your heart out to God. I said God. I want the fire in my soul. I want to feel you inside of me. I want to have that touch of God inside of me. Answer me by fire. I said oh God. You've given me the Holy Ghost. And I let it lay there dormant. But arise in me. Let God arise. And your enemies be scattered. So you will send Elijah. And I pick it up Sunday. He said, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh that shall burn as an oven. And before that great and notable day, I will send Elijah my messenger. And he will turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers. I want my heart to be turned tonight, don't you? Nobody can turn it for you. But you've heard the word of God. And the message you've heard tonight. But there's going to be a ministry. Supernatural ministry. Fire. That you've got to make your mind up. Is God, God, is the God of Abraham God? Who is God? And if he's God, serve him. And the God of Elijah is going to answer by fire. And the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. And how how, how much more are you going to answer by fire? First the natural, then the spiritual. He said in the last day, said, God, I will pour out my fire, my Holy Ghost, upon all flesh. What is it for? To consume, like the sacrifice was consumed by fire, your flesh and my flesh will be consumed by the fire of the Holy Ghost. So you pet that little flesh. You go ahead and pet it. God wants to burn it up. How? How does he burn it up? By mortification. Look into the scripture. Mortify therefore. Cut the bullocks up, Cut up your sacrifice and place it on the altar. And let God's fire come down and consume it. Mortify them. Mortify the deeds of your body. That's called. Through the process of sanctification, mortification, sanctification. Sanctify them through thy truth. The word of God is fire. And when you put yourself on the altar, he will consume you. Amen. Amen.